0: Don't you dare miss today's podcast of More Faith, More Life. I'm going to tell you how to have a personal revival between you and God, how to get it, and why you need it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another More Faith, More Life podcast. So glad you could be with us today. And we're going to be talking about personal revival, a personal revival between you and God, what it is, why you need it, and uh, how to get it. So we're going to talk, first of all, revival. What is a revival? Okay. A revival is for people who know about God, who have had a connection to God, but it's sort of mediocre, middle of the road. Uh, nothing really happens, and you just live your life believing there's a God. You pray sometimes uh, when you need to, when you have to, and, uh, you know, you, you believe in Jesus. You know, you're probably a Jesus believer. And so you would be considered, if anybody asked you, you'd call yourself a Christian. Okay? But we get to the point where we've done everything right as far as the formulas. This is how you become a Christian, and you did those things. But nothing really happened. Nothing really changed. It's not uh, that you believe in God, but He's not an influence in your life. It's backwards. You know, you just influence your own life and still believe in God. But the biblical pattern is that God influences you. And I find a lot of people uh, would like to be influenced by God. It's not what you think sometimes that people are so, uh, shall we say rebellious, but they're so far away from God and they don't care about God, but they still believe in God, all those things. I don't think so. I think most people have just given up that there's a, a God, but he's an uninvolved God, and there's nothing I can do about it. I sort of just have a cold relationship, and <clears throat> and I, I know who Jesus is, and the list goes on and on. So it's this mediocre thing, and you have no spark really about it. You have really very little interest. You may not go to church at all because uh, you know you believe in God, but there's no connection of why you would need to go to church and believe in God at the same time because the churches have failed to bring us personal revival. Uh, And so I get it when we say that sometimes church messages are irrelevant to what's going on in our lives. But what I'm about to tell you today is very relevant. This is life-changing, all right? So revival is bringing life to you that you're kind of half in, half out. It's getting the half out all the way in. It's bringing you all the way in with God till he becomes an influence, it changes you. You feel different. And as far as we can even say this, because some people uh, rightfully so say, like, faith is not a feeling, Christianity is not a feeling, and that's true because our, we can't trust our feelings all the time, can we? But on the other hand, when you get a personal revival with God, you're going to feel different. You're going to feel His presence, and He begins to manifest or make His way ways known. He begins to take action in your life. In a, in a revived relationship, in a personal revival with God. And so that's why I want you to have one, uh, because uh, you know, wouldn't you like to hear God? Wouldn't you like to have a God guidance and a God presence to where it's not uh, blind faith, that you believe by faith, but you really never had anything happen uh, that would pull you in to say, well, this happened to me, or this was so real to me, or he spoke to me or he guided me, or he just filled the room. I've had, you know, thousands of people around the earth and world have told me, you know, after ministering to them, revival, that they said, you know, it just got so real to me. And many of them, you know, I, I got a, Uh, some kind of a a visitation in my room, or my room lit up, or I felt this warmth, or I felt this fire in me. And so, you know, you can't go on your feelings totally, but let's not also take away that God is a God of feelings, and he produces feelings in us when we connect uh, to him. So I want you to think about having a personal revival, all right, and what that would mean to your life if you actually felt, noticed, and had an active God, active God in your life, where things are happening, God things, and God help, right? And and God feelings, and God emotions. And all this now is in you, and uh, you begin to, to, to just feel life all of it differently. You become a better person, obviously. But you know what most people do with Christianity? That's what it means to them, is, okay, I'm a Christian. That means I try to be a better person. I try to be a better person. I try to be moral, and I try to be good. try to be kind, and I try to be loving. Okay, now notice how many times I said, I, I, I. I try. I do. I'll do. See, but there's no God in it. It's... Christianity is, God comes to me. Jesus comes to me. And now I have this partnership in covenant, and agreement with him, that we're going to walk together, we're going to enjoy life together. And all of a sudden, it's not like, I know I need to do better. I know I need to be holy. I know I need to be, uh, a, be you know, a nicer person to my family, whatever. No, you're talking about this other person. Christianity is about another person. It's not about you. It's about you receiving another person into your life and letting his activities into your life. So that's why I call it revival. Uh, Revival means that you have life. You're a believer. We're not talking about evangelism here. You're a believer. You believe in God. You believe in Jesus, hopefully. Uh, But there's there's no activity. You're like a, a, a drowning man, you know, uh, that's somebody drowned in the water, and they pulled him out of the pool, and they laid him down. It's, you know, how is, is he breathing? They say, yeah, he's breathing. He's alive, but, but you're not alive, are you? You're, you're out. You're unconscious, and so most people are unconscious when it comes to God, but they're still breathing, so, we want to bring life to you, life back into you, life to the half dead part of you, life to the half cold part. Even half of you may believe in God, but the other half, not so much, you know? And you're not, just don't have that interest, or you know, that there's not that much activity. Okay. So, we want to revive you. Have a revival of the presence of God, a revival of the power of God in your life, a revival, a revival of God activity in your life. Are you getting it? Yeah, and it's just real. It's real, real, real. It really does exist. I know from my own, you know, my own experience that I was in the ministry for a lot of years and, and doing the same thing, trying to be a good pastor, good person, good husband, good father try to be moral, try to not make mistakes, but it was all I, 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 and all of a sudden really, you know, that's not what I was told when to become a Christian, right? You become a Christian, they say, you know, what, you, what you've done in your past doesn't matter, and you can only do this by grace and by the love of God and all that, and then as soon as you cross over, then it's, I need to do this, I need to be better, I need to try to love more, <clears throat> and so... We're missing the power of the Holy Spirit, the empowered life. Because when you get the empowered life and we get a revival of the power of God in your life, you're not just trying, things are happening on God's end too. God's trying. God's trying to do things for you. God's trying to get things happening in you. God's trying is to make himself real to you. You see? So there's a balance. Maybe 50% of you. Uh, is I need to try harder. Okay, you need to be a better husband, whatever. But the other 50% is God's action. And together we become a 100% person living our lives the way we should. And we've been revived, brought back. It really means brought back from the half dead. In other words, we're half alive to God, but the other half is dead to God. And it brings that other half alive to make a vibrant relationship with God. And now all of a sudden you're gonna have God help in home, God help in relationships, God help in finances, God help in your emotions, God help with dealing in your past, God help with, with planning your future. Because the 50, other 50% that's been dead has now been revived back to life again, the way God intended it to be for all believers. Okay, so what do you do? Well, most people uh, have dulled down so they're very inexperienced. If you say, let us pray, they bow their head, close their eyes, and have no idea what to say. So we're not in very good shape when we talk about this revival stuff. How do we get to a personal revival with God to where the power and the presence and, and God activity begins to happen in our lives? Well, the first I put on a little paper here, scratched some things down, is decision. You have to make a decision, all right? what it's what it's It's what you want, and it's what you need. So you look at your life and say, "This is you know what I need? I need a God revival. I need the other half of me to be brought to life, to be in God's presence, to be alive to God, to be interested in God. I'm not even hardly interested in God. So I need a revival of the power of God. So you need to make that decision that that's what I need and that's what I want. Because if you don't want it and you don't think you need it, then you're just another religious person. Okay, so that's not who I'm talking about today. I'm talking about today who realizes, yes, I would like that. It's, and, and it happened to me. And I became a totally different person, more than half. All right? You know, it's unbelievable what happened if you can put it in worldly terms, you don't want to say that too much in Christian terms, unbelievable, but it is in worldly terms, just regular life. It was unbelievable change that came over me, feeling God, knowing God, the presence of God, walking. I, I just never knew that I could I could have this kind of life and I want it for you, all right? So the first you make a decision. Uh, the next thing you're gonna have to do is have some dedication to your decision dedication to your decision okay so that means if you're going to be dedicated to um, your decision you need to make some dedicated ideas in your life like okay so i'm going to start this you know the bible says you come near to god you then he'll come near to you so okay so i got to dedicate myself to some actions i'm going to draw near to god i'm going to get near to him how do i do that okay well i never oh you might i'm talking like maybe for you or a person like you. I never pray. I really don't ever pray. I mean, it has to be a bad, bad situation for me to ever just stop my life and pray, all right? I never read my Bible because I don't understand it or I don't know why I'm even reading it. Well, right now, you know why you're reading it. You wanna bring a personal revival in, so you wanna learn how God thinks, what he does, what's he like? Uh, what is Jesus like? What's the Gospels like? And then, so you need a dedication, dedication, um, And the first thing you don't want to do is say, okay, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better, better person. That's not it. This is not your power. This is not your strength. This is something coming from heaven above, something coming from the throne of God that fills that gap in your life that is God activity, a God presence, a God knowledge, a God power in your life. And it goes with you every single day. All right. So you dedicate to it. So what can you do? what can you dedicate yourself to to get this going? You already made the decision. Now dedicate. Okay, here's what I would do. I would pray. I would just, even if just for a few minutes, shut down life and try, try to talk to God and just be honest. Don't say, don't speak in Shakespearean language. These are now in Elizabethan English. No, just talk regular like you do to everybody else. Tell him who, how you feel about life how you'd like to get to know him how you've been far away and you don't know what to do maybe that i don't i don't know how to do this but i'm going to try i would pray i would read my bible find something in the gospels a short one the gospel of mark is short You can read Mark and just read something and find something knowledgeable, something that maybe you didn't notice before. Take interest in one little passage of just one, just just focused on. You don't have to focus on the whole book. Just focus on some passages that seem interesting to you. And uh, is there anything in there that you can do that you can apply to your life? You can apply uh, to your faith, or maybe you'll do the same thing, or maybe you don't want to do the same thing as the disciples did or whatever. Anything you can find uh, that you can apply but if, maybe there's no application, maybe, and you just go on. I would do this, too. So after I would try to pray, I'd read the Bible, and try to find some interesting passages. And like I said, read them several times so you, you know that passage. You know it. You don't have to read the whole Bible all the time. Then what I would do, I would get into a church that preaches the Bible. Now, that's a hard one. If you don't go to church, you could go to the Internet and try to find some churches. Just type in or Google Bible believing or Bible preaching. Now, the problem is they all probably, a lot of them say they do. Too. but then when you go and you find a church go to their website and they probably have uh, some streaming services and find out are they are they talking like a ted talks are they talking like a, like psychology and psychiatry and and uh, social you know getting along socially and all that nothing wrong with that in fact i need to include those in my sermons too but but the focus is some of them don't even read scripture they refer to biblical ideas but they don't read, they don't read you the scripture and say, here, let me tell you what the Bible, what this means. And, uh, and, and plenty of times in the Bible, there were people that says, tell me what that means. And so f- the best you can find a Bible preaching. We preach the Bible. We preach you know scripture and we stick to it and uh, we also throw in life examples just like uh, you do like life examples and relationships etc marriage but but we're a bible preaching we stick with the bible okay and that helps so that's what i would do it start out start out with some prayer make yourself do some prayer just take a short break and pray a car whatever in the car read some scripture Maybe go to the Gospel of Mark and look through and read, here's a story, read one story and read it again and just get that story. So you know that story, you know that story better than probably any of your friends know anything about that story. Then you've got to get into church because church is God's invention, it's God's idea. It's getting people together to worship and to hear the word of God. That's what they did in the early churches. They got together, they worshiped, uh they had god activity they had god activity go they had manifestations of god all the time but uh you go to church and you need to learn to worship and sing and be free and do your best at that and uh and then get listen to the sermon and hear a sermon hear something preached about the bible it's just good for you all right so we started with we need to make a decision we want this we need this this is what i need in my life okay? Then secondly, some dedication. So I'm doing dedicated things. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get into a church and uh, get into the flow of church life and church living because that's God's idea. It's not my idea. Okay, the third one is the the biggest one of all. And I want to say this to everybody, not just... Uh, you know you're listening to this and you've got a job and you've got a family good for you but for pastors and leaders because i talk to pastors all over the world and they say i need revival in my church my church needs revival in other words half they're they're like half doing what they should do but the other half's kind of dead you know and they need to be brought to life the other half and no and they and they don't know what to do don't know what to do, pastors, leaders, evangelists. Let me tell you, the number one thing you need to do is that is you need to be desperate. You need desperation. You need decision, dedication, but most of all, you need desperation. And desperation is what it is. You don't need to ask what is desperation. You don't need to say, "Well, I don't know," because I've uh, been in places around the world and and uh, I just felt moved to just pray for people. But I said, "I want the most desperate person." or persons to come forward right now if you're the most desperate you are so desperate right now you have to have prayer right this very minute you need help okay and i would do that and a bunch of people would come up and i'm thinking like you can't all be that person but the 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 deception of it is they thought they were desperate and there they stood just standing there, nothing. But then there were are the really desperate people. And some of them are crying, some of them are yelling, some of them are screaming, some of them are laying on the floor, pounding their fists, you know, they're desperate. They need help and they want God help. And I would find those desperate people because desperation is, is, is one of the most powerful tools to get the help of God and just and lukewarm you know neither hot nor cold the bible talks about just you're stuck in the middle uh if god comes fine if he doesn't i'm okay too that doesn't work with god but when you say i've got to have something i've got to have something i've got to have life i need that other half of god i need the god half you know Uh, and get desperate really get desperate you will absolutely you will get the breakthrough it's not it's it's lack of desperation, even if you make a decision and a dedication, but you don't have you have no desperation or even another word, you have no passion, passion and desperation. Absolutely convinced, persuaded that this is the answer to your life. This is the answer to your problems. If you get a personal revival, almost all of your problems will be dealt with. Many of them will go away. Many of them will be dealt with in a new way. But life changes, and things that bother you now won't bother you then. Get desperate. Don't you want to, before you die, and let's say you do go to heaven, don't you, while in this lifetime, in this lifetime, don't you want to experience the promised land, the promises of God, the power of God, the presence of God, while you're alive, while you're right here in this life? You can But so few people know how, or so few people know they can. That's what I'm telling you. Get desperate. God completely came, struck me with the power of God. And I'd been in the ministry 20 years and doing the right thing and trying to be good and do the right thing, but nothing like this. Wow. But you know what? I made a decision. I got dedicated. I pushed and I got desperate, passionately desperate for God. And just personally me. And I was struck powerfully in front of 150 to 880 people. Saw this happen to me, and I became a different person. I'm who you see today. I would like that for you. Then the last one is determination, because w- once you get anything from God, anything, even if it's small, even if you pray and you just notice something, I just I feel better. I notice something. Feels like God maybe heard my prayer. Then you got to be determined to not lose that and just let it be swept away by the cares of life and uh, fears that we have and cares of life and paying bills and troubles that we deal with. And all of a sudden, that moment gets lost. So you got to hold on and be determined that you're going to keep this walk up, and it will get more powerful and powerful, especially if you can meet some other people, if you can meet some other. That's why I love our church, Revived Church. It's full of people that either already have been revived and just want to keep in that flow they're determined to stay in the flow or they're wanting to be revived and they're they're getting help from friends and and preaching and singing and worshiping but friends people who also either have been there or they're now seeking the lord trying to get this personal revival right so get determined that you're going to hang on to anything you can get now before we end let's get this straight There. There's a reason why you should do it, all right? First of all, I already told you, you should do it for yourself, okay? Because you're not gonna, you're not gonna go through uh, the battle with self-esteem. You're not gonna be a victim of everybody else. You're not gonna be thinking like, well, they did me wrong and they don't like me and I'll never amount to anything or everybody else gets the break, but you just, those just go away, they just go away, okay? It's just a whole nother life. You need to do it for you. You'll be happier, healthier, healthier, you'll be a better partner to someone else, you'll be a better dad, you'll be a better worker, and just everything gets better when you get that other half of you, the the God part, filled with Him and an active God in your life, so you're going to feel better. But there is another reason that I am so determined to help people get to this place, and that is the world is changing. The world is changing and you need to change with it you need to change not as it but you need to change because it's changing so there's things that you did you you in the past didn't matter i mean you know you believed in god and god's a good god okay but you you know you you're able to go to work and you're running your family and you're you're paying your bills okay Every life's okay and you you know you get to watch sports sometimes or go do something or go on a vacation there's just so many good things going on that it's not a bad life totally and uh But the problem is, the world is changing, and it's going to change more. Now, if you don't change, you're not going to be prepared for a life that the world is not the same anymore. So I want you to consider what it would be like if war broke out, well, there's wars already going on, they're just not here in our country, but if war broke out in our country, or if we were attacked, or just the diplomacy didn't work, and some of these Rockets going off in the Middle East in the in the in the waters there and the sea and or off the coast of uh, Taiwan where there's a lot of activity, you know, and and uh, it, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to finally spark it where people or one nation's had enough and they they declare war, but they attack with these powerful, powerful weapons. If, you, if that happens, first of all, our economy is going to change drastically. What you're going to have and not have is going to change. Uh, how you have to think and work together with other people to make life happen is going to change. And to have God helping you, not like today if you don't have it, like, okay, I know he's there, but I, I can't really say God's involved in my life and helping me and I notice God during the day. You're going to need that. You're going to need it to protect your family. You're going to need it to be who you're supposed to be. You're going to need it to be safe in an unsafe world where things are going to change. So why should you do it? You do it because it's going to make a better you. Yes, but it's going to help you prepare for what is coming. Now I'm talking about more faith, more life. You need to have faith in what I said. Understand people are doing this. They're getting nervous about what's happening in our country and the world and they're turning to God in a new way not an old way not not a, not this quiet little uh, fold my hands and just read a scripture or two. no they're they're putting energy and passion and 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 determination and you know desperation in i've got to have this i got to be ready for what's changing in the world i mean rapidly changing in the world so you want to be ready for anything so that's why i want you to get your personal revival may the lord help you and you do these things to get you into a position where you have god activity and god presence in your life actively noticeably every single day well i want to remind you about the book uh uh, if you only knew the Guide to the Clueless Generation. Uh, you can now still get it free as a download. We do have copies now of the book. It's, it's a booklet, fast reading, You'll read it in a short amount of time, only five chapters, but it is eye-opening of where we are in our country today and what we must do to keep ourselves safe and to keep America strong. It's free right now at morefaithmorelife.com. Just go there, follow that the, the, the QR code, and uh, you can download it immediately and start reading it, okay? This is going into the hands of other people, uh, important people in the country, and so I want you to get it too. So you're, uh, you're right on the mark with what God is saying, not what God is doing. This is what God is saying, what I believe God is saying to our nation right now. Our churches, our politicians, entrepreneurs, and influencers need to read this book, uh, If You Only Knew, okay? So be sure and do that. We'll tell you later. We'll let you get a hard copy. You can order them later as we get them on there, but right now, do that. And until next time, remember, you need to get a personal revival, right? Till next time. Bye-bye.